Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. I trust this is going to be a word in due season for you today. Um, I'm in Philippians chapter 4. Um, verses 1 to 13 today. And, you know, a lot of people can quote uh, Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ um, who strengthens me. And I've seen that on signs and uh, people have that scripture hung up around. And it's a, it's an awesome scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But really today, what I want to look at is we, we need to be able to live um, Philippians uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, if we're going to get the result of 13. And so, so many times the Bible uh, gives us principles to help us overcome. And then there's a there's an exclamation mark. And, and so verse 13 is kind of like the exclamation mark. It's kind of like the icing on the cake um, of these verses. But I just want to start in verse 1 today. And it says Philippians 4 and 1. He's, Paul, Paul's ending his letter to the Philippians. And in verse 1 he says, Therefore, my beloved um, and longed for brethren, my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, beloved. In verse one, he's telling them, I love you. He's, uh, he's telling these believers, you are my joy and my crown. You refresh me. And I, I'm telling you that when I, when I preach and the, the people that they respond, the people that hear and do the word, those that have ears to hear, it's very refreshing. It's refreshing to hear from those of you who, um, listen to our podcast. It's refreshing to hear from those of you who listen to our, our radio program on hope radio. And we counted a joy to minister to you, but boy, it is a joy, um, to hear from you, the refreshing news uh, that you're walking in truth, that you're gaining knowledge and wisdom um, to be able to overcome in this hour. It's a it's a refreshment to my soul as well. Um, and, and number three, he's saying, he's saying, this is how you stand fast in the Lord, my beloved. I believe Paul was saying, I want to impart something to you that you would stand you know, this totally goes with everything we're about at Anchored and at Anchor Church. Anchored with Mike Robinson is to cause us to to be anchored, to be steadfast. But I love this. He said, uh, Paul, Paul says, the end of this is that you may stand fast in the Lord. My friends, if there's ever an hour I'm praying for the church to stand fast in the Lord, it's now. We can't be wishy-washy. We can't back off um, from what God has called us to do. We must be able to stand fast in the Lord, even in, in difficult times. You know, and uh, if we go on into uh, verse 2, um, it says, uh, I implore you, uh, Udia, and I implore you, Sintiq, uh, to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. And, and so he's telling them here in verse 2 and 3, he's specifically telling them a key to overcoming for all of us. He's, he's saying, I want you all to get along. He said, I want you to settle your personal disputes and work together in unity. 
you know, that's one way the church is going to do all things through Christ, which strengthens us or who strengthens us is when we learn to settle these meaningless little disputes between churches and between believers, the things that keep us from true unity. Not He's not asking anybody to compromise. God doesn't want us to compromise the word, but he's saying if there is a dispute that can be settled among us to further the gospel, we should settle these disputes. This is a key to verse 13, the victory in verse 13, that we can do all things um, through Christ who strengthens us, is when we are walking in unity, when we don't have discord, when we don't have strife between each other. And again, he says in verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He says rejoice in the Lord always, not not just when you feel like it. No, always. And again, he says rejoice. Rejoicing True rejoicing in our life is rooted in thanksgiving and joy. If we're going to win today, we must start out rejoicing. You know, the great, uh, the great man of God, Smith Wigglesworth, um, he, he just had a wonderful ministry of faith. Um, some call him an apostle, a modern-day apostle of faith. But, you know, he would start out his day every day rejoicing. I read accounts of Smith Wigglesworth where he would be up uh, first thing in the morning at 80, in his 80s, uh, up in his 80s. He would get up first thing in the morning out of bed, jump out of bed, and begin to dance before the Lord for 10 minutes um, of dancing uh, before God, rejoicing and thanking God as he started his day. And so that's a key. If you're going to do all things through Christ who strengthens you, I believe you must start out your day um, rejoicing. And he says, again, I say rejoice. So he, 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 he uh, makes that twice. He makes that point in verse four, that we should rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And then we go down to verse five and he says, let your gentleness be known to all. You know, I really believe that's one thing that shows a mature saint, a mature child of God, is when we can, our gentleness can be known to everyone. That no matter what's going on around us, that we can be gentle. It's a fruit of the Spirit. You know, Kenneth Hagin said, um, every step we take outside of love is sin. Wow. Gentleness. Gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. You know, I, I believe that God... And he's done this in my life. That's how I can talk about it today. You know, God will keep pruning us in an area until we produce fruit because he's a good God, because his goal for us is to be fruitful. You know, John 15 and 16, that we would bear fruit and our fruit would remain. He wants us to bear fruit. And because God loves us so much and he's so much more patient than I am, believe me, he's so much more patient than most of us that, that we, we get gentleness by him pruning us for gentleness. You know, um, I, I have a personal experience with my grandfather. Uh, his name was, was Charles White. He, he was gentle. He was a gentle man. He taught me about gentleness growing up. He taught me about how to treat my grandmother, how to treat um, a wife, how to, how to um, be courteous to people, how to, be, how to be gentle and not allow his emotions and his temper get away from him. And he taught me a lot about gentleness, but it wasn't until I became a Christian that I began to start to bear fruit of gentleness. And the older I get in the Lord, I, I see it's a sign of maturity that as we grow up, I'm a grandfather now. And as we as we become a grandfather spiritually, as we're 
seasoned gentleness begins to be one of our trademarks. And it should be if uh, we're going to do all things through Christ, um, we need to have a gentleness about us. Um, the word gentleness is translated meekness. Meekness does not mean weakness. It means power under control. It involves humility and thankfulness towards God. The opposite of gentleness is anger. It's a desire for revenge, for self-aggrandizement, um, which is making self greater than others. It's uh, someone that is a know-it-all. Um, and, and we know that we can't walk like that if we're going to walk with God. You maybe have heard me share before, but the Lord spoke to my heart very clearly one day. I was saying, God, I just want to want to worship you like I don't know anything. And, and um, the Holy Spirit spoke in my spirit and said, that's good because I know it all can't grow at all. And I've, I've taken that to my heart since that time that, you know, if we pretend we're a know-it-all, we can't grow at all. And, and you know what? It's a good thing not to know it all. Um, I mentioned before also that when, when we know that we don't know it all, we realize that we have to look to God who, who is all-knowing, who's omniscient. Um, in verse 6, uh, this is where I wanted to get to today. It says, be anxious for nothing. Um, wow. Let that sink in. Be anxious for nothing. Corey Ten Boom said, worry is like a rocking chair. It keeps you moving, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Wow, what a good statement. What, what an awesome quote. Worry is like a rocking chair. It keeps you moving, but it doesn't get you anywhere. So true, we can rock and rock and rock, and it's not, it's not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. Um, you know, anxiousness is a feeling of uncertainty. There's so many people that deal with anxiety, so many people that deal with anxiousness. It's really, it's really become an issue that we need to pray for in the church, and we need to pray for, um, for our brothers and sisters, and especially over this next generation. I see so many young people have anxiety and anxiousness, and it's a, it's a feeling of uncertainty. It's a feeling of agitation or dread or, or fear. Um, it's also worry and care. But Paul tells us there, he says, be anxious for nothing. You know, when he talks in verse 13 about doing all things through Christ, uh, who strengthens us, the one thing he's talking specifically about is not being anxious, not worrying. We can, we can overcome anxiousness and worry through Christ. We can do all things through Christ, and that means overcome anxiousness and worry. And, you know, uh, I, I preach this message, the power of nothing, you know, nothing, no thing can separate us from the love of God. According to Romans chapter eight, that's why we don't have to be anxious, um, because God's perfect love cast out all fear today. Friends, when we go back to verse six, he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Wow. That's really good. And, and he says in verse 7, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ. You know, prayer and praise um, suffocates fear. You know, I heard someone say, if you're, if you're good at, at worrying, you can be great at worshiping. Um, you know, that's, that's just a, that's true. I believe that God can turn that all around um, through Christ. You know, I have to... I have to, like all of us, check our love walk constantly and walk in faith constantly. And Jesus said in Mark um, eleven twenty two, uh, he answered and said to them, have faith in God. You know, we got to have faith in God. 
Uh, the Lord just impressed this on my spirit that we never, never, never back, back off on our faith. And if we never back off on our faith, we will never give up. Wow. If we never back off on our faith, we will never give up. And it's, it's, a, daily, it's a daily thing that we have to do. In 1 John 5 and 4, he says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. You know, there are days I wake up and feel blah. Not good or bad, just blah. We can't let that stay. We can't let the bad stay either. But we got to stand up by faith and pray and praise and be thankful. We need to speak God's word and declare the promises out loud. You know, we need to say today, I'm living in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Even I can even have a great day. That I can have a day where I overcome the blahs. I can overcome anxiousness. I can overcome worry. Um, we need to, we need to do that today in our walk with God. As I come before you today, you know, I'm saying that, that I'm declaring that you're going to overcome today. I'm speaking to people all over today. Anyone who will ever hear this, whether it's on, on a podcast or a radio program, when you look at Philippians 4.13 and he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I declare today, you're that overcomer. You're that overcomer today. You make the call. Not me. It's your decision. It works. I speak faith into your mind today, into your room, into your house, into your church, into your town, into your region. Praise God. I declare around your life today that all the right people will be in all the right places doing all the right things in your life. I declare according to Proverbs 18 and 21 that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And I speak light and life and I speak, I speak into your life. I speak death to the blahs and death to anxiousness. You know, just one last quote from Smith Wigglesworth today. He said he was asked how he felt and he said, I don't ask my body how it feels. I tell it how it feels. Isn't that something? He said, I don't ask my body how it feels. I tell my body today. And I speak today to you this word, Philippians 4.13, and declare it over you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I ask you to get in the word today. Get in Philippians 4, not just verse 13, but 1 through 12, and see what it is you have to do. If there's somebody that you need to forgive, if there's somebody you need to get unity with, if there's, uh, if there's a place where you need to rejoice and you're not rejoicing, if there's a fruit of gentleness that needs to be produced in your life, I pray today would be the day. And friends, you will overcome all things through Christ. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.